Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, two thieves stole a 40-ton excavator from a construction site that made it only a few blocks away before abandoning it. Tony Kornheiser, I thought you said it was going to be an Escalade, not an excavator, oh. an Escalade. Oh. Yeah, you can get an Escalade anywhere. Come on, an excavator. An Don't excavator goes five miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. It goes five miles an hour. You'll be driving down the street for five years. The same man. street. Construction what are you doing? Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Doc Rivers is pleased, Dan Campbell is cautious, and Ben Simmons is back. But we begin today with the pesty Dylan Brooks, once again antagonizing <laughs> LeBron James and the Lakers. Brooks started by pushing Jared Vanderbilt on Vanderbilt's way to a dunk. Vanderbilt remembered and later flicked Brooks in the head, drawing a technical and an ejection. Even later, Brooks swatted LeBron in the face and knocked him down, Drawing a flagrant one, but not an ejection, and LeBron wanted him ejected. Wilbon, was Brooks properly officiated last night? No, he should have been thrown out. He should have been thrown out. These are the days, Tony, these episodes, when you have things like this, are when I long for Charles Oakley. 34 in the Knicks uniform, or 34 in the Bulls uniform, and Charles Oakley. I wish Charles Oakley could just come out of the stands and say, okay, I'm with the offended party now. Let's go back on the court. Because I think that's the only real way to settle these things, that guys, from the time they grow up, if you want to bully somebody and you want to be an antagonist, you need to get knocked out. And I know nobody wants me to suggest that. And the league ought to step in. The league ought to say to him, we're not having this, Dylan. We're not. We're not having you push somebody in the air which is dangerous, yeah. and enough of, of, yeah. of, of, you know, flailing. I mean, we did Draymond Green. We just went through this. And so I think that people like Dylan Brooks see themselves as able to do this or this is their calling, and I wish that you could go to Charles Oakley or Ed Neely or, in your day, Maurice Lucas, right? Maurice Lucas a few years earlier yeah. and just yeah. say, really, yeah. let's go again. Let's, re- let's run it back and see how you like this here. Fabulous that you said in my day, like it was the day of the Model T (laughs) before the NBA was even invented. Uh, So look, so Dylan Brooks and uh, Patrick Beverly are the two most annoying people in the NBA. They're like ants at a picnic. They're all over you. And even if technically Dylan Brooks was properly officiated last night, much like you, I believe, and I use the case of Draymond Green, that there's a different standard for different people. What he does is very, very deliberate out there. You can't push a guy in the back when he's by you. In the air. This is dangerous. You could hurt somebody. And when he plays the Lakers, he seems to have devilish intent. Now, the other side to this, Mike, is that we get a little bit of fatigue of the Lakers' entitlement. And they come across as whiners to some degree. Um, You know what the Lakers are now? And I understand they're the best draw on TV in the league. 
But they're a mediocre team on the cusp of being irrelevant. At best. They're 24 yeah. and 24. They're 5 and 5 in their last 10. They lost last night to a bad team by 16 points. And Dylan Brooks did not crushed. do that. Dylan Brooks did not do that. So I am, of, I am of two minds in this. But I will say as great as LeBron and Steph Curry still are when they play each other, when they yeah. play somebody else, their teams are exposed. It's not quite the Tony, uh, Tony, Tony, that's yeah. 100% true. I'm with you. Like everybody else, I fell in love with that game a few nights ago when they played each other. But, Tony, you can't have Dylan yeah. Brooks doing this. If you're going to talk about looking no, at skill level and spreading the court and appreciating all the vast and varied skills of players, you can't have Dylan Brooks. And Dylan Brooks used to be a guy who could play, and now he's decided – to adopt this one. Again, Charles Oak, paging Charles Oakley, will you please answer the courtesy phone? Let's move to the Bucks, falling to the Nuggets in Doc Rivers' debut as Milwaukee's head coach. Nikola Jokic had a triple-double in the Nuggets' 113-107 home win, but eh, he was 10 for 25, needed 25 shots from the floor. Rivers praised his team's defensive effort, saying, quote, our half-court defense was excellent. I thought tonight was an offensive loss. Overall, I was happy, close quote. Tone, do you see last night's loss as a step forward for the Milwaukee Bucks? I don't uh, because they lost the game. Look, it's a, it's a hard first game for a new coach. You're playing the defending NBA champions and you're playing them in Denver. And there's nobody on the Bucks who's even heard five seconds of Doc Rivers is coaching before this. So it's a very big, big ask to get them to win. You know Doc since he's a kid. I assume he was a psychology major at Marquette because this is exactly what he should do. He should build up his team right away. He should say, get comfortable with me and I am comfortable with you. That's exactly what Doc Rivers ought to be doing. And he knows how to do it because he's coached a million games at at this point. Um, I am reminded, Mike, of earlier in the year when James Harden went to the Clippers and I think they lost their first six or seven when he was six, there because yeah, it takes so. time to adjust to a new player. It takes time to adjust to a new coach. I mean, that's, you know, after a while, Harden and the rest of them were so good. I think they went 28 and seven at one point. And, and Mike, this is what Doc is hoping for. Doc wants them to get used to his voice. He wants to be able to evaluate their talent. And they want to start the car one day and go, right? Go. Tony, yeah, yeah, I mean... Look, they have to play defense. I know they got Giannis and Dame, but the identity of that team, and it comes before Dame obviously got there and it goes back to Coach Bud, is defense. You know, and that's why they re-signed the players that they did. And so the reason that Doc Rivers has been brought in is because they didn't think they were going to get good enough defensively to even think about challenging Boston, maybe not even be able to hold off Philadelphia or the Knicks or Indiana. So this is the mission. Defensively, what can we do between now and mid-April when the playoffs start? So in that small context, I think the I think I understand exactly what Doc was doing. He's he's got a great chance. This team won a championship three years ago. He's just got to be encouraging and not sound like Adrian Griffin. That's what he's got to do. We move now. To comments Dan Campbell made immediately after his Lions lost to the 49ers on Sunday, Campbell said, this is a direct quote, I told the guys this may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I know how hard it is to get here, and it's going to be twice as hard to get back next year, unquote. Wilbon, do you agree with Campbell? Everything he said, that and more stuff, and he went on, and all of it, 
every word of it. Yes, we see this. We see teams. Look at the Atlanta Falcons. All right, they got a step further. They got to the Super Bowl, and then they, they went away. I mean, you, knew, you don't know. You have injuries. You have people performing not to the level that they did. You have people overperforming, outperforming, you know, their sort of career resumes for this particular year, and they fall back into something that's more comfortable and familiar, and that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, not everybody is Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. As a matter of fact, there are few people like that. You go back over years and years and years. And, Tony, I think Campbell understands what this team, how they connect with him. And he knows that that plain talk appeals to their sense of whatever, pride, fair play, professionalism, and good for him for for continuing along that path. Yeah, I agree. I agree with almost everything you have said there. Dan Campbell was talking to his team last night or the other day through the media, just like Doc Rivers did yesterday. This is psychology. This is how it works. He knows what pushes their buttons, and they fall in line, and and they really like him. Look, it's hard. There's 16 teams in a conference, and only one gets to the Super Bowl. Right. And he's got to get past San Francisco, which isn't going anywhere. And it's possible Dallas and Philadelphia will be a lot better next year like they were in the middle of this past season. He's got to worry about the Packers, probably has to worry about the Rams. Um, it's, it's a hard thing to do, but he's got a good quarterback and he's got good running backs and he's got good wide receivers. The defense has to get a little bit better. Mike, I think what he's saying is rhetoric. I think he's appealing to the pride of his players. He likes them a lot and they like him a lot. And he says, do I believe this? No. You know, I, because they, they're not a one-trick pony, Mike. They built something there over three years now. That's a pretty good team. But, Tony, yes. But you don't know what's coming. You don't. You don't. I mean, you, you know, you're, the other team is one draft pick away from some great, great player who can then stifle you, and you've got injuries. In football, you've got some uncontrollable elements that don't even exist to the same degree in basketball, baseball, and the NHL. So, I, yeah, I believe that Detroit has built something that looks like it can be sustained. But you know what else? They had something yes. that looked like it was sustainable when they had Barry Sanders. And they, it's still cracking through that. You know, I, I, it was a weak division a year ago, Tony. Do I think it's going to be a weak division with the Bears with these picks and with the players available to them and the Packers already a step, if not two, ahead of the Bears and the Vikings no. not far off the pace. No, they're going to be, and they're going to get a first-place schedule. Here's what schedule. they got, Mike. They got, they got a Here's, hard road. I understand all that. They just got something today that they needed. They have an offensive what? coordinator coming back, not becoming a head yeah, coach. Ben Johnson, a good thing. they like a lot. Very good thing. Although yep. he should have run the ball more in the second half against the 49ers, and they need a kicker so they don't have to go on fourth all the time. Let's take a break. Coming up, Ben Simmons puts up impressive numbers in Man. limited minutes in his wow. return. What's the word for that? What's the planet for that? Could Austin Matthews really become the NHL's first 70-goal scorer in more than 30 years? been that long. Wow. Dan Campbell understands that team. He does. He speaks directly to them. And vice versa. They seem to understand each other. Pardon the interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. 
Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Grey Goose, part of Happy Hour. It's time for the doctor to put on a clinic in What's the Word? What's first? Ben Simmons' return performance was blank. My word is tantalizing, and that's why a person is the overall number one pick, because of all the auxiliary skills that Ben Simmons has. He had 10 points, 8 rebounds, and 11 assists in 18 minutes. In 18 minutes. And when he went in there, he said, and I want to get this quote right, they know what time it is. Can you imagine the brass what of that? Is he hasn't played since November <laughs> 6th. He missed 38 yeah. games, and he's saying, what time is it? It's time for Ben Simmons. But meanwhile, Mike, he's plus 27 when he's out there. They win by 33 points, um, and, and that's why he's tantalizing. One small thing I want to add. I'd never seen those Nets uniforms before. I really liked them. They were very yeah, colorful, I like those. sort of beachy, yeah. sort of skater yeah. boy. I liked them. I did. They got like nine different uniforms that Nets do. Most NBA teams do. Tony, the word is stunning. And I was going to change it after you said tantalizing. Tantalizing. I was just going to say a tease. And I'll stay with stunning because the numbers are stunning. Because Ben Simmons, Tony, Ben Simmons may as well have not played in the last four years. It hasn't mattered. The last time we saw Ben Simmons in a meaningful moment, he was afraid to take a layup over Trey Young. So, I mean, Ben, ben Simmons, you're a whisper. What are you talking about time? It's time to go, what happened to Ben Simmons? Now, the talent has been there. That's why he's the number one overall, which you said. Yeah. But, Tony, the new word, yeah. my second word would be tease. Because you know something's going to come up. And he's not going to be out there. He's going to do this for three out of five games and then be gone until next December. I mean, there's no, there's, there's no point in counting on Ben Simmons. Why? What have we seen? It's a large enough sample size to know you can't count on no, it. No, you're right. The well, you're right. That's stunning, why I think though. tantalizing he can is play a good when word. He, plays. It is he can tantalizing. play. What's next? Austin Matthews has a blank shot at scoring 70 goals this season. My word is even money. I want to get the numbers right here. So far, he's got 40 goals in 47 games. So he needs 30 goals in 35 games. And that is essentially the pace that he's on, to hit 70 right on the number. And why is that important? Because nobody has gotten 70, hello, since 1993. 
when Alexander McGilney and Timo Solani each had 76 goals. But nobody since Mike Ovechkin, who may pass Gretzky, he's never had 70. Crosby's never had 70. McDavid has never had 70. There's only, is it eight guys? There's only eight players ever who have had 70 or more. And, of course, Gretzky had it of course, four Gretzky's different wilt. times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matthews has had 60 but not 70. And, and, and Mike, this is harder than Embiid and Luka in one game. It's harder. This yeah. is over a whole season. season. This is a big yeah. deal if he gets it. Big deal. Tony, it is. It's a flashback is my word. Because you're going back to a time, this started with Phil Esposito, I think, in 1971 when he had more than 70. I was like 12 years old. And so I, I grew up a, a, a young hockey fanatic following big goal scores, and more of them came later. Obviously, Gretzky came later. You talked about McGilney. Um, Yari Curry, who people don't even remember his name, who played on that same Edmonton, that great Edmonton team. Edmonton team. It's interesting team. that sure. Messier wasn't one of them, but Yari Curry was. I mean, just, I, you know, Gretzky alone, seriously, people have no idea. It's like looking up Wilt, NBA records, and you just go Wilt, 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 you know, Jordan, Kobe, Wilt, 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 Wilt. You do that with Gretzky. Right. Gretzky, 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 That's Gretzky. Right. And if, if Austin Matthews yeah. wants to join that, Lemieux. it's a great flashback. Lemieux, 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 yeah, Lemieux's Gretzky. in there a few times. He yeah. is. But yeah. Gretzky, yeah. Wilt, close it down. Brett Hull, by the way, had over 70. Brett, Brett Hull, Hull had at least That's two. That's final word. At least two. Let's take one last break. But still to come, Anthony Edwards has some strong words for the officials after a win. By the way, Bernie Nichols, who you and I completely forgot I did. And is Jason Kidd right that Luka is up there with Michael, LeBron, and Kobe? No, 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 no. Is that a spoiler alert? Did I kill the segment? No. I was going to say yes. When he plays his first lick of defense. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Feed la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 81st birthday, Davey Johnson. Most people are familiar with Davey Johnson as a manager. He won a famous World Series managing the Mets in 1986. He also managed the Reds, the Orioles, the Dodgers, and the Washington Nationals. His career record was 1,372 and 1,071, and twice he was manager of the year. What people forget is that Johnson was a very good second baseman over 13 seasons, mostly with the Orioles and also the Braves, the Phillies, and the Cubs. 
Johnson was a four-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove, and he won two World Series with the Orioles as a player in 1966 and 1970. He was a great second base. He had like 40 home runs one year. Tony, wasn't that 66 Orioles team, I was a little kid, like one of the great teams ever with Frank and Brooks Robinson and Boog Powell and, and Paul Brooks. Blair and Belanger yeah. and Johnson. Weren't sure. they great in those pitchers? Huh? Yeah. All right, yes. just check. Frank and Brooks, that's all you need yes, to say. Yes, Frank and Brooks. Happy anniversary, St. Louis Rams. On this day 24 years ago, the Tennessee Titans' attempt to tie the Super Bowl fell just short as Steve McNair completed a pass to Kevin Dyson, who was tackled at the one-yard line as time expired. Ugh. That's one of the most dramatic endings ever to a Super Bowl, though probably not quite as dramatic as Malcolm Butler's interception of a Seattle pass that gave the Patriots a stunning victory, a pass that should never have been thrown. The St. Louis yeah. Rams were led by Kurt Warner and called the greatest show on turf. Meanwhile, the Titans rode to this Super Bowl, started by beating Buffalo in the wildcard game, courtesy of the Music City Miracle. Tony, how about some love for the guy who made the tackle at the one? And nobody seems to remember this guy. Historically, somebody ought to remember him. His name is Mike Jones, and he had a little bit of a resume. He was a starter for like six years in the league every yeah. game. Come on now, Mike Jones, cheers. Happy trails to a bunch of Anthony Edwards' money. The Timberwolves star hammered the officiating last night after Minnesota beat Oklahoma City with first place in the Western Conference at stake. Edwards, who scored 27 points, said, quote, I'm going to take the fine because the refs didn't give us any calls. The refs were terrible. We were playing eight on five, unquote. Edwards was particularly miffed by no calls on his drives, and he said in another quote, I got fouled multiple times, and I'm walking up to the ref saying, hey, can you watch this, unquote. Edwards can tell all of this to Adam Silver when Silver calls and says, this will cost you 50 grand. Tony, maybe so. I love this kid. He brings the intensity and the toughness and the talent that Minnesota needs. The second best player in the history of that franchise after Kevin Garnett, as far as I'm concerned. So good for him. And he should be getting more MVP talk than he gets. It's going to cost him, but good for him. All right, you're going to love this update. We have an update here once I see it in the prompter. And it's about your boy Ben Simmons. Ben okay. Simmons is being listed as probable for tomorrow's see, game against the Suns see, due to a knee contusion. Yeah. I want him to be healthy, but you know, uh, what can you say? He's a great talent, Mike. He can't get on he the is. floor enough. It, there's a lot of there. people. Zion Listen. Williamson, Mike Trout yep. now I know. can't get on I the know. floor enough. It just it, it, it happens. Let's go to the big finish. Let's Jason Kidd told 97.1 The Freak. I'm sure you're all familiar with that. That yeah. Luca is better than Dirk was. And it's okay. in the atmosphere Maybe. of Michael Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe. I'll bet you agree with that. Not until, I love Jason Kidd. He knows what he's saying. He's a brilliant basketball mind over decades. But he hadn't played his first lick of defense, Luca. And Jason Kidd, who was a great defender, knows that. No. Joe Ortiz is leaving the Ravens front office to become GM of the Chargers. Makes sense? Well, he's going from John Harbaugh to Jim Harbaugh. Who's got it better Man. than him? No, <laughs> nobody. The NBA announced that Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu will face off in a three-point contest so during All-Star Weekend. I know you're excited about that. Yes, Steph made this happen. This is not like Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean King, which is antagonistic. He and Sabrina Ionescu seem to be friends. They're gonna. This will be great. I love it. LSU lost last night to unranked Mississippi State. Cause for concern, another LSU loss. Yes, it's two in a row, and they're both in conference. Yes, last one, Pacers and Celtics tonight. You intrigued by that? 
Not really. The Celtics have lost two straight at home. They're going to win that game by 20. Let me go back to Luka. Luka's a great, 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 great offensive player, an all-timer already. Nobody has to tell LeBron, Kobe, or Michael Jordan to get on a treadmill. Nobody. Ever. I get on a treadmill every day. I do it. We're out of time. We're trying to do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. Oh, yeah, Celtics won at home last night. I forgot. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads.